Welcome to Half Past Job. Look at us, everybody. Look at us. We're back. We got our little uh, spooky shirts on today. I know. Okay, well, so actually the time we're recording this, it's, we're recording on a Sunday. Halloween. It is Halloween, yeah, because Halloween's on a Tuesday. And we thought, we have to dress spooky today. I've got my, I don't know what it says. I think it says every day is Halloween or something. It's super cute. You've got <laughs> Scooby. Scooby-Dooby-Doo, the mystery machine, baby. And then I have really cute earrings. They're black cat earrings. I don't think you can see that. But I've got ghosts that I will be wearing this week, so don't fret. We are in a different location right now, as you can see. This is the sunroom. We actually started this podcast in the sunroom. But the other way. Yeah, the other way. It's facing this way. We have a little bit of a some Halloween trickery up there. The bats. So that's, that's fun. I know. We're actually... We do it in different locations pretty much every time now. I don't know. Our house, we've got quite a few good-looking locations to shoot this podcast, so we can't ever really decide. Let us know which one's your favorite, yeah. but I don't know. We're doing it a little bit differently today, and this is kind of fun because it's our sunroom. I love the sunroom. We've got the bats in the back. Sylvie's over here. She's already yeah. driving me crazy. She's just, <laughs> she will be in here. Yeah, we'll just ignore her, <laughs> but welcome back to another episode of Half Past Ja. All right, and I, before I get started with everything, uh, I do want to mention that we we might actually have a name for you guys. I'll say that after this intro, but we're your host. My name is Sakaitu. I'm Hallie. And we're married. We like cha. That's why we're like having cha at half past cha, but we're not really having cha. We used to. So uh, we need to fix that, Hallie. Yeah, we do. Yeah, we need to fix that. <laughs> okay, yeah. so... We uh, started this podcast together, which was initially a form of marriage counseling, and then it turned into something a lot bigger, uh, which we have enjoyed very much. Every single week. We yeah. love it. In this podcast, we mention all kinds of topics, uh, such as marriage, relationships, being an interracial couple, uh, and we release podcast episodes every Monday at 7 a.m. If you're new, make sure you subscribe. Give us five stars on Spotify if you're watching on Spotify. And uh, if you're on Apple Podcasts, just, just give us a like, please. That would be awesome uh, because you do not want to miss out. The best way to do that is turning on your notifications for this podcast. Um, next, we want to make sure you follow us on Instagram, TikTok, because that is where we post all our short form content besides YouTube shorts. And uh, we want to make sure you stick around till the very end for any questions that uh, you guys have asked us. But today is a different kind of episode. Yeah, we're switching it up a little bit. So episode 20, we did questions of the week. And I thought, episode 30, why not do some more questions of the week? So that's what we're doing so today. So this is, this is it. These so, are questions and stories submitted by you guys. Yes. I mean, there are some amazing stories. There's a very, like, if you don't hear your story in this episode, it's because we're going to make that into an entire episode by itself. There are some really good stories we've gotten um, that need a full hour just to themselves. So you, you will be seeing that. So if you don't hear your specific story, don't be worried. We have it written down and, and scheduled for another day. Um, so it's going to be good. Yeah. yeah. And we like he was saying, we have so many amazing stories and questions that were submitted. So thank you for that. We love reading them and going through them. Um, and definitely, like Suketu was saying, there are just so many that it wouldn't be fair to just go through them quickly. I want to take full time to make a full episode about it because there are some topics that we haven't covered in there and some that I think we could provide some valuable insight on or at least try to. 
And yeah, I want to, you know, we're obviously going to do some good questions of the week and stories this time, but we had to, we just have so many. I feel like we should do one every yeah. five to 10 episodes. We're still kind of figuring that out. So we just have so many. We want to go through and we want to share with you guys because you guys have really submitted some great stuff. Exactly. So with that. But I do want to mention before we get into the stories. Oh. So our, uh, we started with calling everybody the fellow cha drinkers, which isn't the best. And then we, we switched to uh, the cha squad. And now we have kind of finalized yet. If you guys don't agree with us, we're okay to change again. We are because it's not but, official. Like we're, this is because we're planning on like merch and, and all of that. We want to make sure it's all cohesive. And so half past cha is the podcast and you all are the half past crew. Is that good? Do you I like th- that? Think about that. I don't know. Because the reason we like it is because it all, they all have the same initial characters or the... Uh, the HPC. The uh, acronym is HPC. And so we can keep it HPC the whole way. Yeah. What do you guys think? Do you I guys like being called the half-past crew? I, I like it. I think You guys are the good. crew. You guys are the crew. Okay. I think it's really good. Personally, I just think it's good for logo and merch reasons, all of that good stuff. But I think it's just... It kind of flows. It kind of rolls off the tongue. The half-past crew. Yeah, I like it. I love it. I don't know. Just sit on it and think on it for a little bit. Let us know what you think. All right. Hallie, you ready to dive in? I am. I'm excited. I'm ready for these questions of the week. Okay. I'm going to start by asking you these. (laughs) All right. As someone who tends to date interracially, I sometimes get weird comments. What is the weirdest comment you have had made by a stranger? Example, someone thought I was a mail order bride. Yeah. I mean, I feel like a lot of people have called, like, I, I got... With you because of a green card. I've been in America, everybody. I'm a U.S. citizen, just letting you guys know, um, before I met Hallie. Uh, so that can't be true. But I get that comment no matter what on like a big TikTok. I'll get at least one to two of those, no matter what. Probably more, to be yeah. honest. That's and like the minimum. No matter what, I'll get at least one. Yeah. And along those lines, I've had a lot of people say to me, oh, you married him for the money. Oh, yeah. That's true. That's true. <laughs> No, um, I started dating you in high school and we had nothing. Yeah. I want to make that very clear. Okay. I had I had negative dollars to my name when I met Hallie. Um, and and I got my first job when I was with Hallie. Yeah. So. I know. We, had, we were literally broke. We were broke high school students. We had nothing. Yeah. So it's not fair to say that, um, that we were with either one of each other for the money because we weren't. Um, and a few, another one that just came to my mind which I hate this one. It's disgusting that people even say this, but, and I, I've seen it still. I still mm-hmm. see it. People just shock me all the time with how awful they are. Do you not get tired of the curry smell? Or oh, like, yikes. That's disgusting. Yeah, that, that's a big one. I mean, that, that's, a, that's, a, that, that's a comment that a lot of people used to make. It's not as common anymore. Like when I, like when I used to post videos on YouTube back like five, 10 years ago, like, when I was making skits and stuff, um, I would get that kind of comment pretty often. But, you know, I just brush it off. It's not anything crazy, but at the end of the day, it's pretty disgusting. It so. is. I mean, okay, just in general, people make so many different kinds of comments about race and, oh my gosh, um, our religion video. That's been blown up again. <laughs> yeah, and, and in terms of race in, in general, uh, they will, there's a lot of people who sometimes, um, comment and this is just not online. This is like also people that are like real life, you know, situations where, um, some people will be like, why, why'd you, why, why'd you marry a white girl? Like, 
even saying that to me, I feel like is, I'm just like, okay, I didn't marry her because she's white. I married her because she's Hallie, the one and only. We have a lot in common. You know, we have a great sound relationship. It's not like I married, like, you know, you didn't marry me because I'm white. I didn't say I'm going to marry you because you're Indian. There's Mm -hmm. so much more depth to it than that. And people just want to see surface level. And people just, yeah, I mean, there there are all kinds of things, but definitely we've received, if you want to see some of our weirder comments, then go on TikTok. There are a lot of strange ones on there, and there are definitely more than what we're thinking about right now. But and those are just the first ones that's, that come to my mind. And we make our life pretty public, so we're okay with that. But for people who don't want to make their life as public and who get into interracial relationships and they start receiving some of these comments, it can be hard for them. And so if you do receive comments like that, being an interracial couple or being in like even uh, other, other kinds of relationships, whether it be, there's lots of different kinds of relationships. So like if you get comments like that and it's hard for you to like just kind of brush them off, just remember you focus on yourself and your significant other that's all that matters. Yes, that's a very good point that you make because, yes, we do put ourselves out there very publicly. And that's been something that I've really had to learn is don't take it personally. These people are literally sitting behind a screen, behind their computer, behind their phone, whatever. It's easy for them to say that. Would they say it to my face? I don't know. If they're terrible people, probably. But, like, I mean, we are very public. We've just gotten used to that. I mean, even... Things this year have bothered me that people have said, and you know, I just try my best not to let that get to me because it doesn't matter. And I don't know these people personally, and they don't know me, and they don't know that I'm amazing. And they, it's not fair for them to say that. So, again, if you are not as public or put every little detail about your life out there, and you're getting these kinds of comments or weird, nasty, like disgusting, rude, whatever comments, my advice is just brush it off as best you can because it does not matter. These people do not know you. But if it is somebody that you know, say, okay, let's give a little situation. Mm -hmm. Say a friend that, you know, like we went to school with or whatever Mm -hmm. comes up to us and is like, oh, you guys got married? Like, K2, why'd you marry a white girl? Or like, is she like in this person's situation? um, Like, is she a mail order bride? Like, think about that. What would you say to that? I would be like, yes, she is, baby. (laughs) Okay. I'm an American now. Hell yeah. That's what I'd say. That's what you would Mm -hmm. say? Yep. Are you sure about that? No, I wouldn't. (laughs) I I would just be like, in in that kind of situation, I would try and um, make light of it to get the situation over with. But I know a lot of people wouldn't agree with that because I I don't like confrontation. Conf- confrontation. 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 Good job. Look at that. Uh, I don't like confrontation. Okay, we get it. Just <laughs> I don't like that as much. We get it. And so I usually I'm a person who likes to make jokes out of serious situations, which is probably not a good thing, but. I actually probably would say something like that so I can get the situation over with and and get that person out the door. See, that's how I used to be, but I feel like I've definitely changed over time because nowadays, if someone said that to me, I would say, okay, well, what do you mean by that? Yeah. Yeah, and, and 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 that would freak people out. So so do freak what, them out. Do what do what Hallie's doing. If they're coming at you like that, and know that what they're saying does not have what they're asking you or what they're saying to you doesn't have good intent behind it, call them out on it. Yeah, Sorry, that's my aggressive approach. But 
maybe I don't know. I guess it depends on the severity of whatever it is. Um, you know, if it's like racist, disgusting, or if it's just like a stupid, ignorant comment, just think about how you would handle it. My philosophy is just always think about something before you say it, just in general, and that that person should as well. But just I don't know. I would probably take a more aggressive approach and be like, "Hmm, what do you mean by that?" Because I'm I'm kind of tired of it at this point. So, yeah. so tired of the stupid comments. Take a, take a, our advice and, and apply it to whatever you believe in. Yes. Okay. All right. <laughs> do with that what you will. Okay. Next question. This has multiple questions to it, so I'll just start with them. This pertains to arguments. You've had a lot of small and not easy challenges, or a lot of big and not easy challenges. How did you both know that? your relationship that marrying each other was all worth it um how did we both know that it was worth it like before yeah before yeah um see look we've had the experience of breaking up and knowing what it's like to not be with each other i think that was when i realized dang she's worth it like i'm gonna like not be happy for the rest of my life if i am not with this woman and so um that's when I realized it was all going to be worth it no matter what. Um, and I, 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 I don't know. When, when did you think it was like for sure worth it? Well, like you said, we'd both gone through our breakup with each other. And I just didn't want to experience that again. Um, I knew it was all worth it. You know, thinking about at the end of the day, just how, how good we were together and yeah. how strong our relationship was. And I didn't want that to go to waste because it was something that we both worked really hard for. And obviously going through the challenges that we had to face and, you know, went through together and came out, we came out together better on the other side, I would say, because we did have, you know, difficult challenges and not challenges that every couple faces. And so knowing that I wanted to go through those challenges with you made me realize, okay, well, I guess this the man I want to spend the rest of my life with, if <laughs> you're smiling. Um, knowing that I, just knowing all the challenges that we went through and how difficult it was and at the end of the day, thinking about that and realizing, okay, well, we did go through so much and I want to be in this for the long haul with you. You know, if we can make it through this, other things in life are going to be challenging as well. Why can't we just tackle those issues like we tackled these, stick together and work through it together and just be better because of it? Yeah, I agree with that. And also just the last last point, we went through so many things at such a young age that it was just like, okay, we've made it this far, might as well keep going. Um, and, and I knew from that, like if we had gone through these certain things, like for example, first year, second year, Hallie's first year of college, my second year of college, we had like the religion talk. It was a big discussion for us. It was very difficult to talk about because we both had different views at the time and we both had to have an open mind. And then that is another point that once we overcame that specific one, we were like, okay, we did it. We talked about it. We, we, we know, we understand how each of us, um, see this, the, the two, the two, um, the subject itself, how we see it, where we stand on it. And then from there, we uh, then talked about the family situation, mentioning Hallie to my family, and then all of that just building on top of each other. It was like, okay, we are like, once we started doing that, we were like, okay, this is 100% worth it. Now that everything is starting to fall into place. And I think it's just taking that first big step of having a conversation that you are you know, confused about might be 
have questions about and, and getting on the same page. The second you guys are on the same page, it'll make it so much easier. Yeah. And we weren't on the same page because those, you know, when you're early on in your relationship, sometimes those aren't always topics that you cover. And we, I mean, being 18, 19 years old and really thinking about the rest of my life and these topics and do we want to be together forever? If so, we have to think about all this right now and get it figured out. And your family doesn't know about me. My family does. But then this and this and this and the religion thing and um, just overall overall cultural differences. Just thinking about that at such a young age was so difficult. You know, I, we were still babies. Sometimes I feel like now at 24 and 26, we're still babies, right? And there are so many things in life that we haven't even experienced yet. And so just going through all that at such a young age and having those talks initially has definitely made it easier now as other we've faced other challenges in our lives and our marriage and our relationship and having those talks and being able to be open-minded and understanding and hear the other person out and you know still have a core of similar beliefs and that just that makes things so much easier when you guys are like you to iterate again what you're saying on the same page facts yeah that's a good one next part of the question also, do you have fights? How do you manage them? What strategy works best for you guys? And what did you learn about fights after being together for a long time? We don't have many fights, but the fights that we do have relate to one thing. Ready, guys? One, one two, two, three. Money! Yeah. Why do you think that is, everybody listening? I am, I am Mr. Krabs when it comes to money, and that is the one thing that we have arguments about. And Hallie does a really good job of humbling me. And making, uh, <laughs> making um, what I am doing uh, a very easy way to like just she, – she's really good at showing me why what I am saying is dumb. Okay? Well, not always. I, you do have some very valid points. I have points. some really valid points. I'm not going to lie. But there are some situations where we get into um, like just eh, – arguments because there be there might be something that doesn't fit in the budget i'm a very big budgeter something might not fit into the budget and hallie's like oh so now i need to budget for this and i'm like oh so now i have to cut back on the healthy groceries and meals that i want to cook for us this week because you have your panties in a twist okay i get it i am stingy but penny pincher over here gosh but listen I get it. We have these arguments. Then we talk about them. Hallie sometimes will raise her voice just a little bit to put me in my place. Sometimes well, I deserve it. Uh, because sometimes, sometimes I don't you're being it. such a smart ass that I can't handle it anymore. I'm like, you know what? Fine. I'm going to leave. You talk to me when you're going to be level-headed and normal because I'm not dealing with this right now. Yeah. So, okay. Yes, there you go. That's fight. how we manage it. She oh, wow. Yeah. <laughs> Perfect example. No, uh, um, but we do we do have fights. It's I don't think it's normal if you don't have fights in a relationship yeah. because that means either a you somehow don't have any issues, which you might be too early too early on in your relationship. We didn't have issues for a long time, but or you're too afraid to voice your opinion. It's okay that you guys have differing opinions. It's all right. That is normal. You're not supposed to marry or be in a relationship with somebody identical to yourself. Then that mm-hmm. would be boring, yeah. right? Um, we do have fights. I would say the only topic we've had arguments about is money. Yeah. And that gets brought up, I don't know, not that often. Maybe like twice a month. 
said twi- twice a woman. Were you going to say week? week? I yeah, was going to no, say twice it's a not. week. I would say um, maybe like one to two times a month. Maybe we yeah. have a stupid money conversation. And uh, the biggest thing with that money thing is that Hallie, uh, well, the thing that I do to cope with it is like right after I, I, I mention it and Hallie gets mad at me and then I'm like, oh no, how am I going to fix this? I try and make like jokes out of it and I'll like try and be funny and sometimes it works and sometimes it doesn't work. And so most of the time it doesn't work, but but the times it does work, like Hallie will start laughing. I'm like, yes, I'm out. I made it. I made it out. I made it out. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Is that what you do? Yeah, I dance yeah. a little bit in my head. So you're trying to play me is what? No, I'm not trying to play you. I'm just trying to make you laugh. Mm, make me forget about the situation when we have a discussion at hand. Yeah. No. Um. Yeah. Uh, managing in, the, in terms of managing our arguments, really, we both just try and think actively about what we're going to say to each other. That's the hardest thing I think about being married is that you're spending so much time with that person all the time. You know exactly what it would take to set them off. Uh, and that can be really challenging living with that person, seeing that person all the time, working from home with that person, doing everything together, doing this podcast together. Let me just tell you, it's not been easy. It can be really challenging sometimes and it tests our limits constantly. And, you know, the thing that I've realized is that overall, you just need to think about what you're saying how you say it, and how that's going to come off to the other person. Is it necessary to bring this up? Is this going to start a fight? Should I think more about this? Or maybe I can say this in a more loving way or some way that will help them understand better that's not going to come off aggressively. Think about all that stuff. It's hard, but it will save your marriage or your relationship, I promise. Also, the thing I think about is... um Listen, if you have the same com- if you have the same argument over and over and over and over again and you know what the outcome is going to be from a previous argument, why 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 do I do it? Why, why do you I want to take your own advice on that? Why do I start an argument when I already know what the outcome is going to be? She wants to buy something, she's going to buy it. Okay, me starting an argument isn't going to cause her not to buy it. You know what I mean? No. Okay, look at me right now and say that. Okay. Okay, no. And then, oh, like, it just wastes, like, a good two, three hours of our life. Of me being mad. Of you being mad. And I'm like, listen, if I had just not said anything, the outcome would have been the exact same. Like, she was going to get the thing no matter what. So why am I starting an argument from it? Well, and let's think about that from a different perspective, too, because it's like, well, you know, like, he could get mad at me, but... I could just, you know, not take it to heart, be, um, just kind of forget about it, brush it off, whatever he said. You guys, after so many times of having the same damn argument, I can only take so much. As soon as he starts to bring it up, I'm like, nope. <laughs> you guys should have, you guys should see it. One day, one day when I, when I just feel like starting another argument, I'll, I'll press the record button and I'll be like, Hallie, you don't need that. And I'll just let you guys see what happens. <laughs> But, okay, no, we've had this argument so many times, and I swear, you love the drama. You love, you, like, you have to love drama, otherwise you would not start this with me every time. I don't understand it. I don't understand how somebody can physically want to start an argument so many times. Okay, we get it now. Don't you think, do you think you're drawn to the drama? Let's move on to the next conversation. Think, answer the question. <laughs> do you think you're drawn to the drama? I am super dramatic. I've always been overdramatic about everything, and I think drama has just been the thing that... I'm involved myself with. Yeah. So. Well, I think it just plays a role 
in arguments. Um, definitely your personality. You just can't let it go. And you gotta gotta lecture me on it. Neither bring can it you up. let it go. You can't let go that I just had to Okay, I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. Okay, we're done. <laughs> but the I would say the thing that we've learned about fights after being together for a long time is sometimes well, one thing for sure is that sometimes, you know, if you do have an argument and one person just needs a few minutes, just let them go be by themselves for, you know, like five, ten minutes. If they want to go on a walk, let them go on a walk. Oh, probably the number one thing I've learned together, which we've done many times, glad I said this, is that if you guys are mad at each other, go, go on for a, a walk. walk. It will fix everything. And ge- I mean, yeah, go on a walk together. And you can be pissed at the beginning of the walk. You can not even be talking to each other. We could be walking on opposite sides of the street. But like quarter of a mile in, we're like, okay, all right. Because you get those, what, it's endorphins. You get the endorphins, the dopamine going. I don't know. Please don't come at me if I didn't say that right. But you get the happy chemicals in your brain flowing. And I guarantee you nine times out of ten it's going to solve your argument issue, which has worked for us many, many, many times. Okay. Next question. How did his parents feel about having two weddings and were they opposed? So having a Christian wedding as well as a Hindu wedding. I think that was the idea from the beginning. Um, so they weren't opposed at all. Like when we mentioned it, um, we were trying to coordinate a way to get the wedding into one day to save a little bit of money, but there was just no way that could have happened. Which I know people do it. We're very glad that we didn't do it that way, but at the end of the day, it did turn out to be a lot more financially. And so, yeah, there's definitely two diff- diff- different ways of, of making it happen. But, um, yeah, there, there, I thought that having two separate days was definitely going to – it was actually three days total. Uh, we had the BT, and then we had – on the day of the BT, we also had the rehearsal dinner for the Christian wedding, and then the next day we had the Christian wedding and the reception for the Christian wedding, and then the next day after that we had the Hindu ceremony and then the Hindu reception after that, and that was a full three days of celebration. Um, yes, it yeah. was. Um, it was wild, and now thinking back on it, we initially thought when we got engaged – hi, Sylvie <laughs> – did you, you guys hear, hear that? that? Sylvie. <laughs> <laughs> so cute. Oh, she's like, I'm hungry. Can you feed me? Um, anyways, so yes, we did have three weddings. And I remember one of the initial... Two weddings. You said three weddings. Oh, God. We had three days, two weddings. I guess she had a wedding that I don't know about. Sylvie, Sylvie distracted me because she's so cute. Ah! Okay. Um, but we did have three days, two weddings, and now thinking about it, we would have had to cut so much out to be able to do it successfully and integrate it all into one day. Yeah. I'm so glad we did not do that. It would have been impossible. And it just would have taken away from both weddings, to be honest. I think we had to do two separate events because one day was specifically devoted to one. The other day was specifically devoted to the other. And from a woman's perspective, I had two completely different looks. I could not show up. I mean, I had three di- I had three different dresses that I wore within the two wedding days, and it just wouldn't have been right. It wouldn't have been yeah, right in the pictures. Right. People would have been confused. I needed to have my separate looks in both days, have them separated like that. It was perfect. Could not have done it any better. Everything was planned and executed so perfectly. It was chaotic, and I 
don't know that I could ever do it again physically, but I had the best time of my life. And in terms of parents being opposed, they weren't because at that time, they already known Hallie for like three years. Yeah. We'd already been dating, engaged. And so it's like, yeah. So it wasn't, it it wasn't like, oh, in terms of the the situation we were in, they like kind of knew from the talkings of like, since we got engaged or since we told them we were dating and then got engaged and all that. So the talks was already in play. Yeah. So they already knew I was from a different religious background. So I have a question for you. Let's just say, because there probably are people that go through this. I mean, I'm sure they are. There definitely are. Um, what if we handled the situation a bit differently and your parents didn't find out or your family didn't find out about me until you said we're engaged. And then how would that conversation go? Dang. That'd be freaking terrible, I feel like. Do you feel like they would be more or less opposed to having two different weddings? Well, they wouldn't have a choice, I feel like. But it would also come out of nowhere. So I think there'd be a lot more like, what the freak just happened? A lot Um, of shock and confusion. A lot of shock, confusion. I think that they would be very... um, they, I, it would take longer to kind of get that point across of like, hey, we're engaged. Now we're going to have two weddings. They're going to be like, whoa, hey, oh, let's talk about the fact that you just got engaged. And we don't know what you're talking about. I think the least of their concerns was going to be two weddings. So that's, that's that situation. Okay, interesting. Next question. Okay, so I have a situation where I'm dating someone that's not a Patel. He is, can you read this? I don't know how to pronounce it. A Chaudhary, I think. Chaudhary. Okay, where is that? Like, where would that region I don't be in know. India? I don't know. Maybe northern India. I'm not sure. I'm, I, I'm, no, I would need to look it up. But it's been a year and a half now, and I haven't told my parents yet. I did try to talk to my brother once and told him how I like this guy, and he said to not pursue this relationship now, but first build your career. I said okay. I fight so much with him because of that fear of what if my parents don't agree. We have never had a love marriage in our family. I belong to a very strict family. I don't know how to handle the situation. Just want your opinion on my life situation that I cannot share with anyone. That sucks. First off, I'm sorry that you're going through this situation. Um, If you can't share with your parents and your brother also wants you to focus on education, listen, you'll have a – it depends on – it depends on – your work ethic and stuff. But like, if this is in the back of your head, it's going to actually affect your education a lot more than if you just get that weight off of your chest, you know? Um, and so up to you, but I would say if you're still studying, giving that reassurance to your parents that you still want to be the most successful when it comes to your studies your education, your career, and then also letting them know that this person also has the same goals as you. You want to be able to, um, you know, set your life up for success. And the best way to do that is with this specific person. I think they would be very open to the idea, but I understand where you're coming from. I understand how scary that can be. Um, If there is a better way, I would, I, I can't think of another way that could like give you as much satisfaction of, of getting that off your chest than what I just said. But if you want to hide it until you're uh, graduated and, and ready for your career, that's also an option. But just knowing that that, that weight's there, it's always going to be, there's always going to be a space in your head that's going to say, oh my God, I wish 
my parents knew about this. I wish I could share this part of my life with my family. And so it's, it's always that, well, that, that thing is like, is that space in your brain worth it? Or is it worth it to kind of let everybody know the situation, get their support? And if they don't initially give you the support, at least they know, at least you know their, their view of the situation. Um, and if, if they are not open to it in the beginning, you don't know what that situation might, might be like a month or two later. Yeah. Would you say that maybe, I mean, if she's obviously talking with her brother and like he knows about the situation, would you say that she confides in him first so that maybe there's more support there when she goes to their parents? Yeah, definitely get your get the support of other family members that can that'll back you a little bit and let them know the situation. Um, my brother in laws and my sisters were a huge part in this for me, and so if that if that helps, I would definitely start with getting other family members, maybe even your friends involved, whatever it may be. It's like these people have been together for this long and they love each other and they are both aligned in their goals. They're both successful. They have these these aspirations. And um, that's kind of how I went about it, right? Like I was like, this is Hallie. She's amazing. I'm going to be with her. She, her goals align with my goals. She's very successful. She's smarter than me, blah, blah, blah. You know? So I said all those things and they were not happy at first, but once they started hanging around Hallie, they kind of started to turn around a little bit. So no matter what, they're not going to, I'm not saying they not, no matter what, but like most likely they're not going to be okay with it at first. But as long as you like tell them and then start to expose that expose them to who your significant other is is like how how they are how they act um and and get them to hang out with each other uh whether it be like at home going um to different family events or whatever it may be it they'll start to see how much that person cares for you and um how respectable they are whatever it may be that they're looking for it'll all work out in the end and you get new space in your brain to be smarter. Well, yeah, I was going to say that was something that really affected you because like that was always a topic of conversation. I would say really after the first however many months of us dating, we didn't talk about it for a long time. We just kind of, you know, ignored it because we didn't want to face it because that was obviously a very hard conversation. And then when we started to face it together is when we had problems and when he could not let it go. And that was always in his head of thinking about it. And you know what? You already got one thing going for you. He's not white. That was a a big obstacle for us. So you got that going for you. That's great. That's That's a big one, guys. (laughs) (laughs) They're the same... Same color as you. That usually works out a little bit easier. So hopefully, I don't um, know. It shouldn't be that way, but it is. So like it, you know. So it, then the other part of this question is: she says we've never had a love marriage in our family. Yeah, that can be a big part of why she's very stressed, right? Um, so having, are, the, are you expected to have an arranged marriage? I'm guessing that's what it is. I'm guessing if you haven't had a, a love marriage in, in the family, then they're just expecting another arranged marriage. And so um, it's difficult. If, if they can't accept that you are, this person's in America, right? I don't think uh, they said. I, 
it but we're assuming say. assuming you're in America. Or I guess, I guess maybe just not in India. Not in India. So maybe. if you are kind of expected to do an arranged marriage, just know that that might have been okay in India, maybe, but you're in a different country, you're in a different situation. It's it's just not it's not always gonna work out the way that it works out in other countries or another um like culture, like culturally, in America is different. Uh, if you're in Canada, or whatever, every other country is just a little bit different when it comes to love marriage, arranged marriage, and so um, getting that perspective across to them, under making them understand that might help. It's gonna be difficult either way. Doesn't matter. It's gonna be hard. I think my piece of advice is at the end of the day. It's your life, and I know I can't speak to this situation because I've never gone through it, but from what I've seen from, obviously, my husband now is that you have to take charge of your life at some point, and I know if you're younger, it can be so hard, and we were at that young stage in our lives, too, going through this, and it was very difficult, and it was very difficult on Suketu, and I could see that, and I could see how negatively it was affecting him and both of us together in our relationship, but you have to think... 15, 20 years down the line, maybe when you have kids, you know, you want to be your happiest self. Do you picture yourself in the situation your parents want you to be in or the situation that you want to be in? Think about that. What's your piece of advice that you have to give to this person? I gave my advice, but just remember one tip you are going to be your happiest self when you don't have to hide anything from anyone. When you don't have to hide yourself from the people that are supposed to know you the best. Mic drop. Facts. Okay. Next question. I am a final year med student in London, UK. Not sure if you have many Brits listening to your podcast, but I am a big fan. It's nice to hear genuine people discussing real problems and their takes on different situations. Thank you very much. We're so happy that you're here. We're so glad that people from all over are listening. We have people in like all over Europe, all over the United Kingdom, and and it's just, it's kind of crazy that people even listen to us. We have somebody from Bulgaria. We have a lot. I was looking at our Who, demographics like, comments the other day. all the time, and that person is awesome. So thanks for commenting. You all are awesome. So thank you very much for that. Here's my question. So I'm at that stage in life where my family are open to the idea of me dating and using dating apps, etc. But I feel like it'll be really hard to find someone that fits my cultural vibes and gets along with my extended family, grandparents, etc. My parents are pretty open-minded, but just wondering what your take would be on the best way to integrate that person new significant other into the family dynamics if they aren't from the same background. I know you sort of discussed it before, but I'm only 23. So just wondering how you would do it in a pre-engagement slash dating era of a relationship, or would you do it at all? What with Indian culture being maybe less open to the idea? Best wishes, an enthusiastic and dedicated listener. P.S. Looking forward to the merch. Me too. Ooh, the merch. Yeah, we're excited for that. But um, great question. Thanks for submitting it. Okay, so you're you live in London. Um, Your family's open to the idea of you dating anybody, That's right? great. That's huge. That's a first step in the right direction. So you've done the dating app situation and... Um, You're wanting to find somebody that fits within your the culture. cultural vibes or just someone who understands it and is open to it. So the best way to get somebody... It doesn't have to be somebody who already understands your culture, right? It could be somebody who's open to understanding your culture. Um, my best advice is, is trying to find somebody who is open-minded. You can find that really quick, really fast, 
by one date. I'm just, I could tell uh, Hallie's mind, Hallie wasn't as open-minded when we first started dating, but the second we got into like college, starting to like see different cultures different experiences that we had together well yeah having different life experiences in general you know going to college is huge i immediately saw a shift in hallie's in hallie's mind and and uh, how she turned into more of a growth mindset and so finding somebody with that growth mindset someone who's willing to learn someone who's willing to understand other cultures um i think that's the biggest thing to look for in this situation uh in they if they if they're willing to to know the correct uh, language knowing the correct mannerisms understanding the ways that you greet everybody and um getting that kind of uh understanding from your significant other is the number one goal once you achieve that your grandparents are gonna love this person they come in say Kemcho namaste or whatever you might you might say kemcho what do you say usually I say kemcho uh, jesse krishna jesse krishna whatever it may be and they love it they're so happy they're so happy that somebody outside of our own culture is willing to learn about our culture and they I, I, i've always seen it in a way that they're appreciative that um, there's more people out there who are interested in in um, what we our, our, what our culture is so um it can it can sometimes it might not go that way and that's okay it just takes time yeah so i think really quick i mean especially you're in your 20s now we were a little bit younger when we met but as you're in med school you're in your 20s it's easier to figure out from people who are starting to mature more um you know if they're more open-minded to different cultures different perspectives whatever it may be that's um, usually something that you can find out pretty quick um, us we weren't as mature in high school so I didn't understand really the concept of different cultures and uh, overall Indian culture I knew nothing about so it was huge when I first started learning about all of that and it was really beautiful thing Sylvie get away from my water <laughs> got distracted anyways back to the topic at hand um, yeah I it, it, I think it just took once we really started to care for each other and I started to understand, you know, what a big part of culture, that how that plays such a big role in our individual lives and how that makes you so much of who you are, I wanted to learn more about it naturally. And that was just a really beautiful thing, I think, because, um, you know, it, it's good that you find somebody that does understand and want to embrace your culture because that makes that person want to embrace their culture even more because, oh, this person, like, I love going to Garba. I love doing that with you. And then you want to go more and we have a great time doing that together. Um, and yeah, I think once you find somebody that does fit your cultural vibes and understands that and wants to be a part of it, then it can be really easy to integrate that person into gatherings and, and just your life in general. And how would you say that you first started integrating me into your life and your family's life? I had, I had Hallie photograph all our family events pretty much. I was a photographer, baby. And so that's how we kind of got her involved. It was good. Good way to get get in there. Yeah, because I'm not from the same cultural background, obviously, but he just started to slowly bring me around, and then I just kept showing up more and more and more, and we would do a lot, lots of things together. He started talking about me more. Sometimes I would come over for dinner, whatever it may be, just slowly starting to ease into that stage of your relationship and getting to know that person's family is huge. Um, so the situation you're in, 
just slowly start to, I mean, you said your parents are pretty open, so they might be, you might not have to just slowly ease into it. You could just say, hey, this is my girlfriend or whatever it may be. Bring her around, you know. Um, Just try and teach, like you've taught me so many ways to greet people and be respectful and I want to always do that. And so that's been a huge part of people understanding that I'm here just to care as much about you guys as I do this guy right here. Um, yeah. And this guy's only 23. Um, so just in a pre-engagement dating era. Yeah, we would do it. Absolutely. Absolutely. Engage that person in family events, social gatherings, whatever it may be. Don't be afraid. You got this. Good luck. Yes. Next question. I am starting my college applications right now. I am a California resident who is getting in-state tuition in Colorado. My parents, who are still together, are on different sides of me moving out of state for university. One parent is willing to give financial support and a car for college. This parent also supports me moving out. The other parent is fully against it and wants to give me nothing for university. I am at a loss here. Is it worth it to pursue my dream college with risk of depleting my relationship with one of my parents? Pursue your dreams, please, for the love of God. Don't make a mistake of of um, appeasing somebody else in your life, as important as they may be. Uh, go chase your dreams. Do what's what makes you happy, because you only get to do that once in your life. Uh, when you're when especially when you're young like this, um, you can fix that relationship afterwards. Trust me, they won't be as mad um, once you are where you want to be okay yeah and i think to to speak on the topic of parents they might seem upset now but it's your parent it's your mother father whoever they're not going to be mad at you forever they love you they want the best for you and they might think the best thing for you is staying back and staying here and staying close and not moving away and you guys can have differing opinions that's okay but if you know the best thing for you to help you grow, especially, you know, you're at a young age, you're going to college, please do not let somebody hold you back from that. And think about yourself in 10, 15, 20, however many years, think about that version of yourself. Would you regret not going out of state or would you be happy? Because it sounds like it's your dream. So think about that in years to come, you're technically missing out on your dream. Yeah, Is that mean, something that you want to tell people? Oh, I missed out on my dream because... One of my parents didn't want me to go. Yeah, you need to say yes to every opportunity that can move you forward. And I can imagine that's a very difficult situation because you've literally got a house divided and it's probably really tense and uncomfortable and really hard to talk about college and really hard to even be excited about it. Um, I know that I would really struggle with that because I definitely have a lot of times where I'm a people pleaser. And if my parents were divided against me, I think that would really depress me and be just, you know, really suck the fun out of it to be quite frank. And it would really make me question, well, this is going to make this person unhappy. I shouldn't even do it. No, you should do it. And that's something that I've learned as I've gotten older is that you don't need to appease everyone. You need to do what is best for you and what's going to help you grow and what's going to make you happy. And it sounds like this is your dream and you need to go pursue your dream. You're just, you're not that far away, right? California. Yeah. You're going to Colorado. You're a California resident. Come on. That's not like that bad. It's not like you're going to New York from California. Even then, if it's your dream, do it. Pursue your dreams. That's all I have to say. Good luck with all that. Yes, good luck. Keep us updated on what you decide to do. And don't let anyone influence your opinions. You do what you need to do. When did you know that you were in love with each other? Oh, 
She was wearing yellow shorts. I'm just kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> she was wearing yellow shorts. Uh, the day that I really fell in love, we've already talked about this, but the day I re- really felt like, oh my God, I love this woman, is when she didn't sit by me on the bus. Um, we already, this was like a pretty uh, big TikTok or Instagram yeah, post. The real. Um, and so, yeah, we were uh, on the bus to go to a cross country meet. And Hallie didn't sit by me for some reason. I was like, why didn't she sit by me? Because she had been sitting by me and then she stopped sitting by me. I was like, what? Did I do something wrong? Or is she not like me? Or like, oh my gosh, why am I thinking this? Such high school stuff. I love her. I'm going to marry her. That's what I thought. Before we were dating? Uh Uh-huh. That's sweet. Yeah. Anyways, I knew I was in love with Suketu when I think it... We'd been together for three months. Are you really doing core right now? Keep going. Oh, my gosh. Okay. Um, we'd been together three months, and it was around the time of my birthday. It was Christmas time. It was maybe like a few days before Christmas. That's when I always had my friend party when I was in high school. And you were there, and you'd leave early because you, you had a strict curfew that you had to get back to. Um, and you were leaving and I walked you out to the car and, you know, we had kissed and I said, bye, I love you. And I didn't even think about, I like, it didn't even occur to me that I just said that I said it so naturally that I thought, wow, if I can say it just like this, I must really mean it. So I guess I'm in love with him. And you know what he did? He got in the car and he drove off. <laughs> Listen, I, I was in just as much shock. I was like, as I was driving, I was like, <laughs> <laughs> It's just my, my mouth open the entire time. I was like, did that really just happen? And uh, yeah, I texted you afterwards. I was like, I'm so sorry I drove away. And then I texted you that I love you. You texted me? You didn't even call me? Yeah, I'm so sorry. I'm such a, I'm such a loser. What's wrong Make with sure me? you tell somebody your feelings, not just over text. Like, you know, act, say that to them. Actually tell them with your own voice. They want to hear it from, come from you. I love you, Hallie. That would have been nice to hear eight years ago. Oh, yeah. man. Hmm. Yeah, so that was when I knew that I was in love with Suke too. I knew that if it was that easy for me to say without even thinking about it, then I must really mean it. And that was not very far into our relationship. I don't know when people usually know that they love each other. I don't know, that was three months. I feel like that's probably kind of normal. It's a pretty normal amount Sometimes it doesn't take long, maybe it takes longer. I don't know, that was just for me. But I was also in high school. Um, but I didn't know that I loved you. You're the only person I've ever been in love with, so that's pretty crazy. It's pretty nuts, I like it. It's a good thing to me. Am I the only person you've ever been in love with? Yeah, that's the only person. I, it's fine if I'm not. I just wanted to know you didn't say it back. Yeah, no, I, I, don't, I haven't really um, loved anything else besides my camera. Anything? <laughs> I am in love with my camera. Yeah. But other than that, you're you're next. I'm sorry, you're first. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> okay. No, that's... I, just, I don't know. I just didn't know. But you are the only person I've ever been in love with, so... I think that's kind of unique. A lot of people probably can't say that, but we've been together for so long, um, which is really crazy to think. Um, Actually, fun fact, it was today that eight years ago, Mr. Patel right here asked me to be his girlfriend, October 29th of 2015. Isn't that nuts, guys? Today's the day. Go check out my TikTok on how I actually asked her out. Yeah. At Saketu Patel. Yeah. Um... He asked me out. It's there's like a whole TikTok depicting the situation. 
it's really cringy, but it's pretty accurate. So you should go j- just give it a watch. Okay. Um, no, it, yeah, it's crazy. That was eight years ago. We, eight years ago. We've been together for eight years. You learn a lot about somebody during that time. Cause that was five years of dating, one year of being engaged, two years of being married. Eight so years is eight. a long time, everybody. Long time. It is. Yeah. And it feels like it's honestly gone by like that. Um, one third of my life. Yeah. Wow. Literally one third of my life. I'm 24. So yeah, that's crazy. Yeah. No, been together. I was 17. No, I was, wait, I was 16. 16 is when we met. Yeah. No, I was still 16. You, you were, were 16. I was 18. Yeah. Is that legal? It's fine. Okay. <laughs> I had just turned 18. You turned 18 in August. But, we, but the thing is, you were like a lot younger for your grade. You were only one grade apart. It's not like you were a sophomore when I was a senior. You were a junior when I was a senior. Hmm, something about that seems a little sus. I'm going to get in trouble. <laughs> Cops are on their way right now. I'm just kidding. <laughs> no. <laughs> but just wanted to point that out because today is the Sunday, October 29th. We're recording 2023. Just wanted to point that out. Um, yeah, it's crazy. You learn a lot about somebody in eight years. Um, and things have only gotten better for us. So that's pretty great. Anyways, next question. Last question. Already submitted a story on this, but a little bit more context here. This girl and I share a common class in college. I really enjoy spending time working on our homework together. I'm the introvert, and she's usually the one who does the talking, so it's always fun. However, recently she hasn't been as talkative as she usually is. I have a very strong feeling that it's due to me not being able to reciprocate very well. The reason is both for my weak social skills and the lack of reliability to talk, or relatability. Oh my gosh, I can't read. Lack of relatability to talk about topics outside of college. Is this just a phase as I'm still getting to know her? Is it the difference in our cultures? I was raised in India and she's white. How do I bring back the spark? P.S. I really adore the chemistry between you two. Never change. Oh, thank, thank you. you. We have such great chemistry. Thanks. That's a good thing. Yes. Yeah, it's good to have chemistry. You should find a way yes. to have the same chemistry. Get some uh, chemicals together and create that spark. Okay. Nah. Not in real life. But, uh, yeah, no, I, I think I it, it, you got to figure out a way to get more conversation going. Like, talk about things other than school. Talk about things other than um, what you've been talking about to get her in in a in a situation that makes her feel more comfortable this was a situation i feel like that we went through maybe when we first kind of got together because you all you did was school we were in high school i just studied all the time and it took you i feel like getting out of your comfort zone um i mean you were extroverted but i think just in general you needed to really think outside the box and think okay what applies to her i mean this goes for talking to anybody right like when i talk to somebody i have to think about okay what can I talk to them about? What do they like to do? What can, what can I ask to get to know them better? And I didn't do anything fun until Hallie. I feel like she really brought me out of my shell. And Maybe that could be this for you. This could be it for you. Yeah, try and get out of your shell a little bit. You might be introverted. You might be more, um, you might not be as social as her, but this could be your opportunity to kind of become a little bit more social, understanding um, what her her needs are and how to have similar conversations. Uh, and this is the part where you are doing the chasing. That's the fun part about dating, you know? You're, you're chasing. You're trying to get this person to um, like you in a way. And, and, and that is what's going to 
get that spark back. You you making an effort to uh, create the spark is going to help that relationship out a lot. And I see that you said you have you have weak social skills and lack of relatability. You just got to really put yourself out there. I, I know it can be hard, um, but if you if this is a scenario that you want to work out, then you really need to be vulnerable and put yourself out there and try and talk more. Talk about things outside of college. Ask, you know, start with the basic, how's your day going? Or, you know, like, tell me about a little bit where you're from. Just start to get to know somebody a little bit from their background. And then from there, you can be like, oh, I, you know, like, I have this to ask you. Or I can ask you a little bit more about, like, the school you went to or... You know, just and start there, start with the basics, and then the more natural conversations and questions will come. I promise you, if you start to get to know somebody from their background, and if you're a good, active listener, really pay attention to what she's saying, just try and hone in on some of the key details and be like, oh, I heard you say this. Is Do you do this for fun, or is this something that you like, or tell me a little bit more about your family, tell me about your family life, whatever. And I wouldn't say that um, it's a difference in your cultures either. Um, because obviously (laughs) here we are uh and i got him we're obviously from two very different backgrounds but we still found common ground so you can too it's very doable um it's probably it's not as hard as you think you're just gonna have to branch out a little bit i think you might be overthinking a little bit please don't stress about it i promise it will work out you just gotta put yourself out there a little bit more try and just I was going to say be relatable, but just, you know, let loose a little bit. Don't try and be uptight during your homework sessions. And maybe as well as doing homework to branch out a little bit more from that, you don't have to always do homework together. You could say, hey, do you want to grab lunch together? You want to grab coffee together? And just start talking more organically and naturally from there. I think that's a great idea. We first only did homework together. We did. And then we started going to the park together, going on walks together. I would drive her places. Grab lunch, dinner. Get some ice cream. Oh, ice cream was a big one. And yeah. so that was how we kind of got started in our conversations. Yeah. And it was hard at first. I mean, you know, when you're first getting to know somebody in general, it's not super easy, but maybe this will also help bring you out of your shell just more, you know, and talking to people, it, it's a good thing because I was very much in my shell and very nervous. Um, and then I got to college and I started working jobs and, you know, you have to start applying for internships and applying for jobs um, outside of college and all that. You have to do a lot of public speaking and all that good stuff when you're in college. And as you start to become, as you get older and become an adult, it's, it's a good thing. I promise if you just try and branch out now, you will thank yourself later. It's always going to be a good thing, and it will only benefit you. It's not going to happen overnight. It's not. Just remember so, that. Anyways, this was amazing. We had so many great conversations and questions and stories. Please continue to submit your stories on www.halfpastja.com. Yes. Uh, that is our website where we have a Google form that will get you the ability to submit Feel free to share your contact information emails wise and we'll we'll email you back. We could be like, like pen pals. Uh, yeah, pen pals. That'd be awesome. And so um, and if you don't want to sh- if you want to share a story but don't want to share your name, you can do that as well. Stay anonymous. There's no name option. This is just a story that you want to share with us. So um, this has been a really good conversation. Did you enjoy this? I thought this was a really great podcast episode, and I hope that we started some really good conversations, got you thinking, were able to provide some advice for you, and just you know give you a little bit of a bright, cheery morning episode on this fine Monday. 
Yes. And I just want everybody to know, uh, we hope you enjoyed this episode. Make sure you comment, like, subscribe, do all the things, give us five stars. And as always, thank you for watching Half Past Cha. Happy Halloween. 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 <laughs> Bye, Half Past Crew. Bye, the Half Past Crew. We love you.